This is the Shetland Show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make up. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. I hope to get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah, yeah, come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. You're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. You know, and sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yeah. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we take over the streets. Today we have Andy. Do I don't know. I'm probably gonna butcher your last name. Is it Drennan? That's exactly right. Yeah. Andy Drennan from Inspectrum Skateboards. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, let's, I want to start this podcast out by, uh, just kind of letting people know where you're at. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're at a Bakersfield, California. It's like two hours north of, of, uh, LA. So yeah, right below, in between, uh, Los Angeles and Fresno, basically. Is this where you grew up? Uh, I grew up in Colorado. I moved here when I was like 12. So I'm 31 now. I guess that's, uh, I don't know, 18, 19 years, something like that. Dang, there you go. I'm 32. I got you. I'm a, I'm ahead by a year, so. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you guys move from Colorado to California? Uh, my dad's a geologist. He uh, worked for the oil companies and just got transferred, so they sent it this way. So what exact? Sorry to go into it, but what does your dad do? What's it? What does he do exactly? Uh, he's basically the guy that finds where the oil is and tells them where to drill. So I don't, I don't know exactly much more than that. I mean. Yeah. You know, the science of it, I guess, but yeah. That seems like a pretty interesting job. I would imagine so. <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, it's pretty cool, I think. Um, you're you own a small brand in Spectrum, and I actually watched a video of your brand, which was kind of outlining everything. <laughs> what made you want to start a brand? Uh, I don't know. I was just in a weird point in my life, I guess. Uh. I worked at skate shops for, I don't know, I think six, seven years, something like that. And uh, a lot the shop I was working at went out of business, and I got on unemployment for a little while. And they kind of, uh, some of the owners got in an argument and said that I got fired when really when I, it was just like this whole kind of ordeal with them. And then, uh, so basically I had nothing going on, and I was like, man, I got to do something, you know. And I've, I've always loved skateboarding, and I kind of tried to pursue that a little bit, but, you know, maybe that just wasn't my path, I guess, but. So I just decided, hey, you know, I guess uh, I'll go ahead and just start a brand and see where it goes from there. And I don't know. I mean, you never plan to make millions or anything, but you end up just doing it because you love it, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how long have you been skating for? I'm going to say about the same time I moved here is when I really got into it, so like 18, 19 years, something like that. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Did, was, there, <laughs> was there any skateboarding in Colorado at that time? Probably right before I left is when I started. So kind of when I moved here, uh, that's when I really got into it because I didn't know anyone at all. So I would just kind of be by myself, and that was my way to kind of cope with just the move and everything, I guess. So yeah, that's when I really got hooked, I guess. So I feel like I feel like Bakerfield is Bakerfield's kind of out there, huh? Uh, it's not too far. It's actually a pretty big city. I think it's like three hundred twenty thousand people live here, or something like that. No shit. So, yeah, I mean it's a little out there, but if you tell people that you live here, they're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a it's cheap living and there's a lot of good skateboarders here and a lot of good friends and you just i don't know you, you make do it's close enough to la if you want to go skate some better spots or san francisco is like four hours so you can head up that way too so that's awesome four yeah. hours from sf that's amazing yeah. fuck yeah I'm, i was going up there a lot for a while but yeah you should keep doing that that's awesome <laughs> I, i'm four hours from new york which is awesome like me and uh me and Westgate will take like day trips in the summer just to go film. We'll wake up super early, drive four hours there, get there by noon or a little bit four, and then just skate till it gets dark, and then drive home all beat up and sore and sweaty, and just four hours back, get back like midnight, one o'clock, depending on traffic. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. If you can, that's that's good. Yeah, I usually just try and find a place to stay if I can, and then wing it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What um, how'd you like working at a skate shop? Oh, it was all right. <laughs> I was doing it because it was there, I guess. I mean, it was cool. I had, I had a great time doing it. A lot of good friends worked there, and, you know, you meet a lot of cool people and get cheaper products, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have a skate park in Bakersfield? We do, yeah. We had one put in. I think it was, uh, the first one was built in 98. It's probably, some people would say, one of the worst parks in California. But <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still it, nicer than most parks on the East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I don't know. I actually like it. I see it like every day. A lot of people hate it, though. It's, it's kind of weird. It's not a DIY. It's like just a someone building. Uh, we got a DIY going. It's been going for like four years now, so that one's doing pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. It's we got a few diff- decent places to skate. You know, just anywhere you can get going, and that you don't really have to worry about getting kicked out or anything like that. That's usually where I end up. So yeah. Do you have a skate shop in Bakersfield now? We do, yeah. My my buddy Sid just started one down. It's uh, it's called Baco Skate Co. And then I uh, think, let's see what else. There's one in the mall. It's local. It's called Impact. And uh, I think Active's moving here pretty soon too. And then that'll be about it. So Sid Melvin, right? Yeah, that's my brother-in-law. Oh, Sid. <laughs> um, I feel like he skated for Santa Cruz. Yeah, he's he's pro for Santa Cruz. So he is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've always liked the skating. I, I I saw him in the video that uh, I watched, and he was just talking. And I was wondering if that's his shop. What's what? Could you say his shop name again? It's a uh, Baco Skate Co. or Bakersfield Skate Company. I think is the the long term of it. I guess. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Sick. So. I I ask. I'm asking all this because I'm curious. As like a small brand owner, like I I have my own brand, and I know oh, how for sure. Yeah. How crucial a skate shop and a skate park is to building exactly. a community. Is that? Do you yeah. find that in your area? Yeah, for the most part, we actually have a pretty good skate scene. There's a lot of, so there's a lot of skateboarders here, and actually a lot of really good kids too. So that's sick. It's, for somewhere that's not really anything, I guess you know what I mean. It's just like kind of this little town in the middle of California. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of good kids here. It's funny. I've actually been there. I've been to a four block there when I rode for Birdhouse. Yeah, I remember. I, uh, you did a nollie burial flip. Or yeah, not like a nollie. I think it was a nollie frontside flip. Oh, no, like, oh, yeah, that's right. It said it uh, lands on some East Coast ground. Yeah, what magazine was that? Slap, maybe? Skateboard? Uh, that, you might, I don't know. That I, is, I, that's Bakersfield, Bakersfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the caption exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> I just remember it said. Is that spot still there? Yeah, it's still there. It's probably gotten even worse. <laughs> yeah, the ground was pretty shitty. I think Westgate, Westgate had a trick there, too. He had, like, a, a full cab and maybe a switch flip or something on that thing. I think you're right, yeah. Long time ago, man. Yeah, that thing, that's like the spot that a lot of people used to get taken to whenever they come to town. Kind of, I don't know why, I just 
looks all right on film, I guess. Yeah, it's like a standard four block or something. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if you have a flip trick, like, here you go. <laughs> yeah, and it had, it had good runway, horrible landing, you know, and there's a few other random things there that are kind of cool, like some little curve ledges in the back and I think, like, a uh, nine-stair handrail, too. But um, how, how long has Sid been doing his shop for? Uh, I want to say three years, something like that, two, three years. And how long have you been doing your brand for? This will be five years in August this year. Holy shit, congrats, dude. Five years is... <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely rough out there. So. Well, well, um, I guess it's a good time to get into what you're doing for work because um, that's kind of what's going to be funding your uh, your board company, I imagine. Yeah, kind of. Well, uh, when I started, I wasn't really... I was still working at another skate shop that... uh, That one actually closed down last year, too, so been through a few out here, but... um. It's I've gotten into a point where I've got it paying for itself, and then I use my work money to just live, I guess, and try not to use the money from the board company for anything but that, you know. Yeah. Just unless I have to, you know, you get desperate sometimes, and you gotta, you know, <laughs> dip in there a little bit. But <laughs> that's a good point to get into that where it can kind of sustain itself, and uh, it's that's a that's an achievement in building a brand for sure. It's, Definitely, if I was trying to live off of it, I don't think it would be that way. But it's the fact that I have a job right now that, I, that allows it to be that way for sure. So, What are you doing for work? Um, basically a garbage man. <laughs> Six, so like, are you on the back of the truck or are you driving? Uh, out here, we don't have those ones. It's like all automated. So uh, I do the ones where you pull the dumpsters out and then you stab it with the fork, pick it up, dump it, and then off you go. <laughs> Sick. How do, you do like, how do you like that? That's pretty cool, actually. It's just uh, I do that for five hours a day, and then I go into the shop, and uh, they taught me how to weld, and I do that, or whatever needs welding on the shop, or like I change all the oil in the truck. So it's like half mechanic, half like garbage man stuff. But I don't know. It's it's kind of cool, you know. You learn new skills. You just be a, I've always kind of been down for the blue collar thing, anyway. So yeah, absolutely. I'll well embrace it. <laughs> but, that, that's sick. That that's a kind of a cool narrative to be like working on a garbage truck. And then having a uh, skate brand, which is rad. Is there any other skate brands in that area? Um, Not board brands. Uh, I think I think there's any other. I don't really think there's anything I can think of. No, not really. Maybe a couple. I hope I'm not a. Someone's going to be bummed out that I didn't mention them, but I can't think of anybody right now. They're probably your competition anyways. Fuck them. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm asking because like you're in California and from an East Coast perspective, I'm always curious as like to what the skate scene is like. Not necessarily how big or small it is, okay. but the general attitude of people out there. Like I I'm curious about um you're not quite in the mecca, but like what's the general attitude of skating right there with the people around and the whole scene? Uh, it's pretty good actually. I think we have a pretty good scene. It's funny. I, one of my my artist isn't from here. The guy does most of my stuff. Uh, he's from Redwood City up north and. I actually met him on Instagram, which is kind of weird, you know, having an online <laughs> friend. But uh, and we ended up becoming pretty good friends, and he comes down here from time to time. And he's always like, man, your scene is so good down here. Like, everybody's always skating. We'll go skate, and, like, people just show up and just, like, go skate. Like, sometimes we'll roll out with the crew, like, 20 people, you know. Hell yeah. yeah it's pretty fun. People are pretty into it for the most part. We got that good DIY I was talking about and then a couple of good local shops. So, I don't know. I think it's pretty good right now. Maybe the best it's been in a while. That's so, awesome. Do you, I, I feel like skateboarding is kind of going through a transformation right now. Do you feel that? Definitely, yeah. That's something I figured we'd probably end up talking about. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I definitely think it is. I think it's de- it's an interesting point. It's cool that we can actually notice it, you know, because I was, I was, you always think about, you know, when it was happening before, do they actually realize that something was changing? Yeah. So I think right now we're kind of looking at it going, wow, things are, things are different now, you know, but it's not bad. I don't think it's bad at all. I think we're in an interesting spot, so. Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. I We've been around long enough to know, like, like just we've been around for years so we can kind of see where it was going and now where it's at i like where it's at right now because i feel like people i talk about this on my podcast a lot but just like i feel like the recession kind of is like the great humbler or the great equalizer where it's just like people stopped uh they started they started thinking about their income and and then they started thinking about more less about money but more about their value of life and their time you know like which is the most important stuff it's like if you're not doing something you like you're fucking miserable you know what i mean and i feel like people did that with skating it was all about like um for a long time it seemed like it was like the industry is so big people are just like sponsor driven trying to come up like it's just so big and then it just downsized immediately so then the people that hang on to it are the ones that like uh really enjoy it and and uh love skating you know i feel like that's kind of what's going on and then that's spreading now and building it back up maybe I think so. That's definitely true. I kind of feel like it's a, you got a little different flavors for everybody right now, you know? Like, you got the guys that are really into, like, I got friends that are, they want the perfect skateboarding, you know, which I have nothing against. I love that stuff, too, but then it doesn't necessarily always give me hype, but then you got all the guys that are, you know, you want something a little sloppier, but it's still amazing. You're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's something that you can watch for everybody and get psyched, at least for me, anyway, like, I, I agree completely man because for a long time it seemed like it was kind of in a box like it was like big handrails big this big that like everything seemed like um it's kind of crazy you know but now it's kind of back to where it comes full circles it, it seems like it's like everyone's starting to have fun again loosen up and it's like not about being the best but it's like about style and approach and like just all the stuff that i think's just as valuable as being able to get a big ass handrail or being number one with the best style you know i feel like yeah. the, Sure. loosened up a bit where everyone's accepted again which is beautiful yeah definitely i think so too and it's definitely in a weird spot though with that whole you know i mean there's a certain group of guys that make a legitimate amount of money off of it you know what i mean like and then there's guys like us who just they're like yeah you know, sid my brother-in-law he doesn't he works every day you know he works at a computer shop and he's still pro and he does what he has to do but he's still he's a working man skateboarder you know he's not He's not making a whole bunch of money by any means, so. Yeah, I feel like that's good. It's good. It means it's well-rounded, you know? It just sucks. Yeah. It sucks when skateboarding's in the control of people that aren't skateboarders and they are, like, pushing contests and pushing it in a box, and then it's just, like, if it goes too heavy one way, and in life in general, if there's not a healthy balance, you're fucked. So same in the skate industry. It's, like, there's got to be a, a full 360, all different styles, all different, different approaches, small brands, big brands. It's got to be a healthy balance. For a long time there, it got kind of lopsided into just massive brands and all the bullshit we still have it but now i feel like it's a little i which leads me kind of to the next thing i think technology how how do you feel about social media and technology with with your brand and trying to build something and because if you're doing a brand you obviously don't want to you want it to grow i imagine yeah well i, I mean for me i want to get to a place where i can make stuff that i want to make <laughs> as weird as that sounds you know that's like the goal for me like i don't know i want to keep working i actually kind of enjoy working yeah. I kind of feel like when I get off work and I go skate, I take the time more seriously and I try harder. Yeah. So in a weird way, it kind of helps me, you know? Because <laughs> when I was on unemployment, I kind of not try as hard and I just slacked off for like three years and just did a bunch of 5.0s and stuff and you get bored, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, 
but then when you work a job, you're like, man, I kind of need to really take my weekend seriously and like get a good sleep and really go skate. But yeah, back to what, what you were saying with the the social media and everything, I think it, it gives us a huge advantage. You know what I mean? Because if you think about to like four and ones when you're a kid and you're watching four and one in some brand, like I remember there's one, uh, I think it was Cash Skateboards or something like that, like. In the mid '90s, and it was just like this nothing brand. It seemed so shitty. I, I hope that you know. I'm not trying to insult those dudes by any means. The dude's gonna be so pissed. He's gonna find you <laughs> knocking on your just, door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they or like those uh, the quarter page ads in the back of Thrasher, of like companies you'd never heard of and you never will hear from again. And, and you know, like they had. I didn't even like Are these guys even skating. They're probably just like us, you know, like just some dudes that were like, "Hey, let's start a company and see what happens." But now, since you have this advantage of like, hey. I can get, you know, I don't have that many followers. I have like 1,500, but those people are going to see it. Yeah. You know, if I put out like whatever shirt I decided to print that day or like some random idea or just some uh, photo of one of my guys, people will see it and you know they do and you get an instant response to whether they like it or not, yeah. which is, that's never existed before. So that in itself is amazing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's the connectivity is amazing. It's, um, I think that's why the small brands do well because it's based on community, you know? So, like, if you're the one doing it in your community and you're you're getting other people involved, like artists and other skaters, and you're, you're working with the community to build up, you know, a bunch of healthy, happy people, and you have DIY spots and everyone's coming together, you're throwing events, and it's like, that's building up the community, not just the skateboard community, but just youthful young people in general. Like, I know in my area, I have, you know all different types of people come to the skate park and hang out. Some skate, some don't, some are riding bikes, like, whatever. But it's all the community. It's cool with the technology. You can just connect dots now, and you can communicate and express to each other, which is uh, before you had to pay a lot of advertising dollars just to get an idea out there, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like I was telling you, I mean, I met my art guy on Instagram, of all things, you know, and he came down just this last weekend and came down with, like, he actually rides for this other company. They're pretty cool, too, called Solitaire out of uh, San Francisco. Sick. And uh, they, he brought his friends down, and they came to my house, and we just skated all weekend, and it was great, you know? And, like, you never would have had that opportunity if it weren't for meeting somebody online. You know, as weird as that sounds, but it does it's kind of true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sounds wicked weird because when you're little, you're like, remember, remember when <laughs> you're 31, I'm 32, so you remember when, like, the Internet started coming around, and you're like, She's meeting people online. You meet people online. It's like dating and weird. You're like, what the fuck? You're talking to people online. But now it's like you communicate with so many people online, and it's like such a normal thing now. It's insane. Yeah, seriously. Like, just, yeah, I remember going on, like, chat rooms and just talking shit to random people. Or, like, just being a little punk kid. Just, I don't know. It's, it's, a, Sorry, it's a trip, Andrew, because it's, it's a step towards virtual reality. You know, it's like our Instagrams are our avatars. It's reflection of how you feel and what you think. And for some people, you know, some people are just yeah. like, some are just dick pics for some people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just heavy dick pics on the Instagram. But um, but it's like a step in a virtual reality, kind of in a silly way. You know what I mean? It's like, it's good, though. It ex- it's a communication network now, which is awesome. I, I love it. Well, even like these podcasts, man, I love this kind of stuff. I listen to podcasts so much when I'm driving that truck. That's like basically all I listen to. Dude, it's so good because you could literally get an education listening to the podcast about anything. Seriously, I listen to so much. It's so sick. Like you can you find out about so much crazy stuff or just get hyped and random facts. And I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> is, there, is there any podcast that you'd like to hype up or promote right now just to share with people? Uh, Besides the Shetler Show? <laughs> <laughs> um. 
the ones I listen to are mostly like a bunch of NPR ones. I guess I'm just kind of they like Radio Lab's real sick. That one's real cool. I don't know if you ever heard that one. I did. I like that one. I listened to it. Yeah, I binge listen to that one a lot, and then uh, I don't know. Pretty much a lot of those ones, I listen to just random stuff. You know, anything about music, just to kind of find out about something new or something to get hyped on. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you just listen to stuff on there, and it's just to pass the time. But yeah, it, it, it definitely. I like the idea that you know me or you or like you've done already just can start it and start doing it you know and you don't have to like have somebody say oh yeah that's good enough or that'll be you know have a radio company behind you you know what i mean like yeah. you can just do it like you don't there's, and like you said there's no censorship and it's 100 percent free and you can get it out to people and i i really believe in uh getting to know the people that are behind your products and i think that this is a great way to do that and that's, that's kind of why I want to do it is just, you know, put myself out there and say, hey, you know, this is who we are. Yeah. I think little company from Bakersfield, you know? <laughs> well, it's important because I feel like um, with, like I was saying about the recession and the industry crashing kind of, it's like people want to put their money, they kind of want to vote with their money now, you know? They want to support things that they like and that promote them, you know? Like promote their lifestyle and their thoughts and their feelings. So, I mean, if you have a way to connect and express yourself and your brand and the mission statement, like, very clearly, then more people that are like-minded will gravitate and support it, and then you can just keep growing like that. Um, I think the podcast is awesome. I'm trying to get more pro skateboarders to do it, because at the moment, I think I'm the only one. I know there's other skateboard podcasts, but I think I'm the only pro skateboarder that's, like, I, I don't know. I'm not afraid to talk or share anything or like make mistakes or whatever. But I know there's so skateboarders are fucking amazing. Like they're so interesting. They're outside the box thinking, especially our generation. Like you didn't. It's not as like um, commercialized back then, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike V. One. I'm not sure. That's the only other Mike V. Mike Blaley. Wow. He might have a podcast. I think he does. I'm not 100. percent I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm not sure. Kind of scared of that one. <laughs> Google that as soon as we're done. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna look that one up and see. But I think as far as yeah, I definitely think you should get more people on there. The hardest part I think for you would just to be. Are we still coming clear through? Say it again. I thought I thought it was breaking up for a minute. Sorry about that. No, we're okay. I'm listening. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think the hardest part is just to get people to be honest. You yeah. know what I mean? And just. It, but I feel like at a certain age, you know, we're both in our early 30s now, and you kind of get to a point where, like, it doesn't even matter. You can say what you want, and yeah. you know, it's going to be bummed, and it's better just to say it, you know? So Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to have any 16-year-old kids on my podcast anytime soon, even if they're the coolest skateboarder, most sponsored skateboarder, <laughs> because they don't know who the fuck they are. Like, it's just it's just facts, you know what I mean? Like, be true, yeah. I didn't know who the fuck I was. I still don't know who the fuck I am. I'm learning, but I have, like, years and years and experience of, like, at least having some of my ideas and beliefs and understandings. I have, like, a pretty good timeline, but, like, at 16... You think you know everything, but you fucking don't know shit. Oh, that's definitely true. So I probably won't have any of those motherfuckers on the podcast. That's, <laughs> that's why I went for, like, Galant, I went for Zared, I went for Susky, like, o- older generation, well-established, well like, they probably have good beliefs and they understand who they are and they have direction now, you know, like, um, they make better guests for sure. Yeah, and you know, and also you get stories which you know, at sixteen, what do you really even have to talk about? Jerking off, jerking off. That's probably about it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had one on. I had a podcast with three of my homies. We were talking about a contest we threw, but they were all pretty young, and pretty much the whole conversation, uh, the conversations were all like 
jerking off jokes, you know? It was fun, don't get me wrong, but can't do that too many times on a podcast. Yeah, we're gonna be like, eh, yeah, I don't need to hear this. <laughs> I'm good, you know. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you what you thought the toughest part of starting and then maintaining a brand is, a small brand nowadays. For me, honestly, the hardest part is just knowing what to do. You know, I mean that, and it's weird to say because you're like, what is the hardest part? But there's oftentimes, especially when I before I had a full time job, I would want to work every single day. You know, try and figure out what to do but sometimes you just honestly don't know and you sit there for hours and go man i sure would like to make this better but i have no idea what direction to go you know like so either i don't know for me the best thing to do is always just to start doing something and you kind of figure it out whether it's cold calling a shop which is one of the least fun things uh, you can god <laughs> so brutal i did that it's so brutal man it sucks so bad i hate it yeah <laughs> especially because like sometimes you call and they just know it's a cold call and you have no experience and they're just yeah they're not very nice about it like, <laughs> yeah like you know like you say oh yeah i'm andy from inspectrum and they're like from what and you're like uh, uh yeah never mind <laughs> <laughs> i'll call you back later. <laughs> Yeah, I'll call you back in a year or something. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I think that's important, though. I did that as well with my brain. Like, I I think it's important to reach out. Like, is is it as annoying as it can be to a shop owner or someone or a shop employee to have people reaching out? I think it's important to show that you're willing to call the shop. You're willing to show face. Like, I mean, that kind of goes with the podcast too. That's why I was like, I'm going to do the podcast because I'm not. I'm going to show everything and be very transparent. So yeah. people that listen will know my ins and outs, my heart, my directions, what type of person I am. They'll tend to like want to support the if I if I'm a good person, <laughs> assuming people like me. But if they do, they'll tend they'll really support the growth in the the whole brand, you know. And I think more people, not just pro skateboarders, but shop owners, small brands, everyone should do a podcast cuz we could have tons of flavors and and channels, you know, just like skating is now. It's like if we had a bunch of different skateboarders from different walks of life having podcasts, there'd be so many different flavors to listen to. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Or just, I mean, you, you don't even have to do that, but just to like make yourself known, I guess. If you, I mean, if you want to have a brand, you kind of are putting yourself out there anyway. Absolutely. So you you, mean, you might as well do something to say, hey, you know, this is me. Yeah. But I think the hard part for us is that you. I mean, I've worked at shops, you know, and you get cold calls all the time, and a lot. It's hard to figure out the ones that are legitimate and the ones that are kind of like just some guy that was high or something and was like, Hey, I got this weird idea. I've never skated before. And I wanted to put lights on a board and uh, yeah, you know, just whatever weird thing they have, you know, like just some bullshit company where, I don't know. I've heard a lot of different random stuff, you know, where it's obviously some guy that doesn't skate. It feels like for a long time, it always felt like the guy who didn't skate was the guy bringing the small company, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody's dad or something. Like we have one. I just thought of a local one, actually. It's called a cheapskater.com. <laughs> it sounds cheap. <laughs> sounds cheap. It's real bad. It, no it, disrespect, but it doesn't sound like someone was like, I'm going to come up with the coolest, funnest name. Like something that's like I'm hyped on. Like something like me and my homies like. I'm not going to, you know, it just sounded like they were like, what would sound good as a website? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, the guy's like, uh, they spell skater with an A, which is always a pet peeve of mine anyway. You know, and he's an older dude. I think his kid is like nine and started skating or something. And he's had a little bit of money, so he's like, "I'm gonna start this company, so I don't have to buy my kid boards, and that's what I'm gonna call it." You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so how, from a shop owner's perspective, you get guys like that calling, "Hey, why don't you carry a cheap skater?" And then I'm calling, going, 
hey, I'm just from Inspection, I'm just some dude, you know, but I like skateboarding. Yeah. And so it's hard for them to go, okay, which is the real one, which one is important, you know? Yeah, because I I think the important – I like this conversation. I think that's important because if your heart's not invested in it, you know, that dude might be around for two years, five years, and you're buying this product, selling it to your customers, and you guys all talk and communicate, and you're behind this brand, and then they're just gone because they don't really have their heart in it. Whereas the dude that, like, you know, started skating is this, like, a real skateboarder, they're most likely going to fight to keep the brand around and, like, to do cool stuff, and they'll probably – promote the scene and do contests and and help kids out and like um what do you think what do you like do you have a skate team right now i do yeah i mean it's mostly comprised of friends they're all good skateboarders though uh i mean i don't know let's see what to say about that <laughs> i don't know yeah I mean, I got certain kids that... that's a side sorry to cut you off but that's the side of having a small brand that i feel like um is one of the perks but it's also kind of a struggle you know yeah sure yeah at the same time you want to do i mean a big part of it for me is i'm sure like you were you're heavily i was heavily inspired by just videos like i love the idea of videos just want you know something to watch before you go skate and you get hyped and that's in a lot of ways why i started a brand i think is just because i wanted to make something like that would they would make other people want to go skate i don't know if i've ever done that but maybe in the future you know but (laughs) Just something, it doesn't have to be crazy, but I don't know, something to get someone hyped and just go, man, that was pretty cool. I think I want to go try and do that or some weird trick or just make him laugh or, you know, something like that, I guess. it. So a team is definitely essential. And then, I don't know, I've always had friends that were pretty good at skateboarding and there's been a few local kids that I just really thought needed someone to be behind them. And I had someone that was helping me, you know, when I was younger and I kind of took off of that dude. And, you know, he always would go to trade show and stuff and, get bring back boards for everybody that needed boards and like cool stuff like that or like always be down to help people out and i kind of took that and like you know for the guys that i could on my team like uh i guess i'll throw out one uh dylan williams he 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 wrote for me for a long time and now he's uh he was on girl flow for a little while and then i think he's gonna get on nhs or get on santa cruz pretty soon he's on flow for them he's He's ridiculously good, like super tech kid, real good kid. You know, I mean, he didn't have the easiest life, and he basically had to raise himself since he was, you know, 12, 13 years old. And I, I just felt like, you know what, this kid is a great kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. If I can, like, just step behind him and just give him boards and pay his contest fees or whatever needs to be done there, you know, that that's something I, I want to do because I like this kid and I want to see him go somewhere if he can, you know, and get out and that's live so life. that's so rad, man. Like you. You're basically describing what happened to me, because, like, skateboarding and even just the pursuit of skateboarding or anything in general is, like, um, it's all about self-expression, you know, and it's about just trying to grow with something. And uh, same thing, dude, just growing up at 13 on your own, and it's, like, you're usually pretty misguided then, you know, and a skateboarder is a great humbler, and it, it's a great teacher, a skateboard itself, not a skateboarder, but the skateboard will, because <laughs> as a little kid, you're so, like intrigued by it and it's like that kickflip or that ollie or then then when you hear about the industry and the videos like you were just talking about creating video videos and sharing and then it creates a culture of spots and like people have stories and like that dude did that and that and it's all about creation and and it's like that's 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 why i was asking because it's about the small brands that do that i know big brands have big marketing dollars and they you know you see like whatever x brand with their fucking bot team and they have some big production but like 
that's cool and all. That's cool and all. They're yeah. they're trying to get like they're trying to be cool and you know get people to their brands. But for brands like ours, at least, it's for me. I feel like my objective is to organically grow my community till it outgrows where I am. You know, like just keep growing within here, creating, getting all these artists and skateboarders and passionate, interested people involved, and just like like create a, a community. And that's huge, man. Especially for a kid like uh, you said, Dylan, right? Dylan Williams, yeah. Yeah, just especially for someone like that or myself, just being on your own to be introduced into that and like have someone say you're good, man. You, you're what you're doing is awesome. Like you're creating, got a right attitude. You're you're hyped, and then to like be able to support them because everything takes dollars, you know, shoes, boards, all that. Yeah, stuff. for sure. So to be able to do that is really rad. That's that's a big perk of a small brand to be able to help people out. I, I like that a lot. Well, I hope it did. I mean. He always says it did, but who knows? We'll see where he ends up. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, even if it helped him to get to this point, like, um, yeah. me, man, there's tons of people, just small little kind acts that just, um, just made me have faith in humans again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. when you're on your own and you're a little kid, you're just angry and you're kind of afraid. You don't know what you're doing. You're on your own. Like, 14. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, especially if your adults around you are fucked, because that's what it was for me. Like, all the adults around me, were fucked. They weren't adults. They were just like dysfunctional large children, older children. And it's like, I'm having thoughts in my head like, fuck, I know what's right and these people don't. And they are in charge of driving and money and bills and I'm like, scary. So just to have like little small things of kindness, like hooking them up, going out of your way to like give them a board and just praise, like they, I'll remember that shit to my grave. So I'm sure, I'm sure he does as well. Do, do you guys, um, do anything do you have you have ever had any skate jams or do you throw any contests locally um i haven't personally i'm pretty bad about that sometimes i feel kind of antisocial and i don't or not antisocial but uh i feel somewhat like an introvert i guess yeah i don't really want to be the 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 center of it i guess you know i battle i battle with it yeah it's definitely a hard thing to do uh i don't know i don't know why i haven't got maybe because i never skated contests so to me like i did Contests are hard, you know, like, I, they always just threw me off, so to want to throw some contests is weird to me, because I'm like, I don't want to put some kid through that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe it's something I should look into and think maybe, about in the future. Maybe, maybe not a contest, but maybe Skate Jam. Um, these are the things that I do all the time. I try to, I'll do Best Tricks or Skate Jams. I like Skate Jams, because it's like, yeah, just come skate with us, let's all skate, film a little edit, iPhone clips, cheer each other on, like, yeah. just just build the stoke because i know what you're saying about being an introvert like i think most skaters start out that way for some reason i don't know i was i was super anti-social i was angry quiet i used to sit by myself at the lunchroom and like um, you know what i mean like i didn't want that's, to talk. Just, that's our generation right there <laughs> yeah, yeah it's funny because i when i did that people would come to me they, i'd like yeah. table where no one's sitting and then next thing i know like two weeks later i have like 10 people and they're all they're all like, we sat here because you did, and we didn't. You were by yourself. I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever. That's fine. But uh, I think that comes with like age too. Um, I think it, it becoming a leader. It sucks to be like that. I never wanted to be a leader. I never. And then I just I did it on accident. Yeah, I don't want responsibility. <laughs> I don't want people to look up to me or none of that stuff. It's like a weight of the world, you know. But um, I feel like we have certain people have to be like 30 year olds, 31, 32, 33, even younger. It's like. The more you become self-aware and, and realize that you can create change in your area and you can build things and do awesome stuff and just like you did with the brand, but you can also do that with skate jams and yeah. you can. I, another big thing is uh, 
skate lessons, one-on-one lessons. I love doing those, and I don't like that. I don't like the way it sounds. I'm just like, <laughs> I hate putting the flyers up because I'm like, ah, oh, it's like a lesson. Like, but honestly, the way I look at it now is like, I'm learning just as much as they are because I'm getting to relearn all the basics, and they're teaching me like what I've forgotten about because I get so carried away with skating that I'm like, get out there, I'm already doing hard tricks. So they bring me back to like the innocent, simple turning, carving. So I feel great on my board all the time. So I call them skate lessons for me as well as for the people I'm teaching. But uh, do you ever think about doing any of that stuff? I know. I have never really considered skate lessons. I mean, you always get the guy when you work at a shop that's like, you know, who who in here would give skate lessons, you know? And yeah. I never really took it upon myself. But if I see a kid and, you know, if I see a kid at the park and he seems like he's really passionate about it, I'll definitely say something. Say, hey, like, hey, you should try this. Or like, do it like this, you know, kind of give him a little guidance or something like that. Yeah, that's so huge, man. That's so huge. And that comes back to with being a leader, like being the older person in that situation to let know that these kids need like to be accepted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it can grow so big to the point where like people are scared to get involved. And and I think skateboarding's for everybody. Like, I don't care if you're a little kid or you're like got glasses or you're gay or you (laughs) whatever the fuck it is. I don't care what color you are. If you like show any interest in skateboarding, it's like you should be accepted. I mean, that's it like skateboarding helped me i'm sure it helped you and we're from different yeah, walks of life there's no need both our lives are equal you know um yeah. i think that's that's why i like skate lessons especially as a small brand owner like i can introduce and show them the fun side of skateboarding i can show them like power slides i can show them how to do like hands on the ground i can teach them how to carve like these little kids and not just little kids i i've done it with like older people too i've done it with a 38 year old heart surgeon i've done it with girls like i've done skate lessons one-on-one with them and it's like all walks of life and all ages it's just amazing to be able to share the beauty of skateboarding with someone and then watch them take it on and like you're like giving them a gift almost you know and there's a lot of people that all they want is just someone to be open-minded and being willing to talk to them and show them the basics so they don't get hurt and then they take off like wildfire you ever feel uh, frustrated for them when they're trying something and you want you know how to do it in your mind and you want to explain it so bad and you can't like kind of another reason to be <laughs> another reason to teach skate lessons man because you the more you try to teach someone the more you learn how to communicate better because you have to figure out the right words to like explain it to them you know like yeah. and that's really hard for a lot of people especially introverts and uh, I'm sure a lot of skateboarders hard to have the right words or know what to say and like. I think that's another great thing of teaching those lessons is like it helps me grow in that way. Um, yeah, I just did a lesson the other yesterday with this kid. Um, he's autistic, but he like he kills it. When I first met him, he was like um, wouldn't look me in the eye, and like he does. Everyone knows like when they see him, they're like, "What's what's up with that kid?" And I was like, "He has autism, so he's kind of just like real quiet, doesn't look people in the eyes." And like <laughs> for a while when he was first skating, he wouldn't. He wouldn't look at his board. He'd have his eyes almost shut, and he'd be trying stuff, like just turning and stuff. But now I got him almost dropping in, man. He slammed the other day dropping in on his own, and uh, that kind of sucked. But I had to explain. I had to, like, walk him through, like, being hurt and like, that the pain's going to go away. I know that sucked. Like, we'll get back on the horse. Like, I had to explain all this to him and share it with him. Whereas, like, if he didn't have me there, he might have fell and just, like, been like, I don't want to skateboard anymore. You know what I mean? Because that's a scary thing, especially for someone with autism. It's like they're not used to that, and it's probably hyper pain. And it's like, but all I did was talk him down. I was like, take a minute, shake your leg out, like let's walk around. We don't have to skate right now. And then you know, you know how it is when you slam. Twenty minutes minutes later, you forgot about it, and you're skating again, sweating. You know? Yeah. 
But that's a beautiful. Did he, he, oh, sorry. Did he come to you or did I? Oh, I, I put flyers up on my at the skate park near my house, and I put them online. Like, like I said, I don't. It's it's uncomfortable doing it, but I just know <laughs> that I know that I know that if I'm as real as possible, like, cause I'm a pro in my area, people know who I am. Like, I've been yeah. I, you see my boards and all of the bullshit. Absolutely. Like, I'm very proud of every board. I don't mean to call it. Board. <laughs> That's okay. But but you know what I mean? Like, should be man. It's all good. I put myself out there as a professional skateboarder since I like since I was little. I always wanted to get sponsored. It was a goal. I pursued it. I I put myself out there in interviews, like all this stuff. So. People know me, and I think for me, as someone in this area that's a pro and like is involved in skating, I think it's important for me to keep it real with everybody. Like, let them know I, that. I was just curious, just on a you know, from just learning about autism, I guess whether he had uh, found it out himself or. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess that's all I was curious about. Was just you know where how what his approach like whether he was being pushed into it or if it was something that he was just like attracted to or. I think I don't know. I listened to some stuff about it. and It's really interesting how some. Some of them found certain. Some people with autism found certain things to latch onto, and it kind of actually almost brought them through it. And I was just wondering if, you know, he had latched onto that for a certain reason. I guess. Yeah, that's that's what I. It's insane, dude. Andy, I've been noticing he's like he's gotten way better. He looks me in the eyes now. Like he's communicating. Whereas before, like when we first started, he we'd be skating down the hallway, and like someone would get in his way, and he'd be like, "Get out of my way!" and like yell at him, and like he don't even know him, you know, and he'd be really rude to him. But now he's like has a, his temper's not as crazy like he's learning to communicate like it's all stuff that we've been practicing through trying to learn how to skateboard you know like um his i think his mom might have i think he had an interest in it and then his mom reached out to me okay because i put myself out there yeah but that's that's cool though i mean just the fact that he wanted to do it you know i mean that's the the thing is just finding people that want to do it i guess <laughs> yeah you'd be surprised man so many people want to skate i just think they need like someone that's like real very real person that's not afraid to talk and express themselves and like be kooky like i i i'm, I'm, damn, well, I'm damn well aware that people might think i'm kooky but like it's like fuck it man it's like the kooks is skateboarding's for them too you know what i mean like I'm that's yeah, I mean, you have no idea. Even writing that email to you just to bring up this podcast, man, I felt so kooky. I was just kicking myself all day going, why did I do that? I feel stupid. <laughs> you know? No, but you got me hyped. You got me so hyped because I'm like, this is another dude with a brand that, like, is skating and he loves what he's doing and he just wants it to grow. And that's why I was like, I'm very interested to talk to you because that's that's my – I mean, I call my brand all I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like – yeah. That's why I say it's important for me as a dude to not have an ego and just kind of be as real as possible. Like the main focus on all of this is skateboarding. It's a, it's a need for all of us. We all love it. Like whether there's a recession, there's money, whether there's sponsors, like it still needs to be around. We can still all have our little dreams and create and try to hang on to them. And that I think it needs to be a centerpiece in every scene of someone that's just like, look, let's try to build this together. Like, and I think you're a small brand is a rad way to do it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go off, but just on the level of like, you're putting someone's art on a skateboard is huge, man. Like people draw all day long, and to be able to see someone wearing it and to to know that someone appreciates their hard work, whether it's skating, art, music, whatever the fuck it is, self-expression, it's just like that's what you're doing. Like, I mean, whether you know you're doing it or not, I saw the video and you're like doing the pocket tee and stuff. That was so sick. But um. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's what you're doing. Like, I, I see that because I don't know. I've always wished I could draw, and I'd be really flattered if someone was like, "Let me put that on a shirt or something." You know what I mean? For my brand, that's such a cool thing to me. 
That's fine. I can't draw at all, and I'm, I don't know. I make stupid stuff. <laughs> I just like I make stuff I like, you know. I mean, I'm sure you know when you make something and it comes out and it's finally done, and you like see the board finally after like waiting two months after you send it in. You're like, man, you get so hyped on that. It's just fun to make stuff. It's crazy. It went from just an idea to like now it's here physically. You're like, what the fuck? This is a trip. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and it's it's funny because you don't even. For me, a lot of times I forget that I have to sell them. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is pretty cool, you know? I got this now. I'm so. the same way, dude. I just want to give it all away. I'm like, yeah, hey, but then I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I get super generous. I don't, I don't tell my riders anything. I'm like, whatever you guys need, you know? Like, if you're skating, that's cool. Just get out there. And as long as you're skating, I don't care. <laughs> Which probably isn't the best business model, really. Like, I don't recommend that. <laughs> I like that. I like that you said that. Um, in the video we watched, you said that all the money you make from the brand basically goes right back into just creating with the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I can, you know. Like I said, every once in a while you need a beer, and you got you ran out of money, so you have to cheese that. Yeah. I, I try to really not dip into there as much as I can, just because otherwise it really it wouldn't exist. Like it couldn't do it if I didn't put a, a, pretty much everything back in there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, I I think with my brand, the level I've gotten to now is with the money, with the stuff I create, the money I get, I t- I'm trying to turn into like memories for people. I'm trying to turn it into experiences for people. Like we just went to California for two weeks and I took my homie Billy Drown, who's like, you know, a young kid that I've known since he was little. And now he's like a man, you know, he's yeah. 18, 19. And like we went to California for two weeks and I was able to like buy the tickets and set it all up and like i gave him that experience that i had when that that someone gave to me you know so that's like kind of something that i i always was working towards and and i like that you guys do videos too this is all the stuff we're talking about is like the shit that skateboarders do you know like when someone buys a company and doesn't skateboard they might do it but they're not going to keep doing it like videos people that shoot photography like all the amazing shit we love about skateboarding it's like when skateboarders are in charge you're going to get more of that shit you know what i mean hopefully (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hopefully you get something. Anytime you got somebody that's putting their, what they actually like into it, you're going to get, I think, something better than, or just good in general, you know, because yeah. they wanted to do it. Their heart was behind it. If you get some guy out there, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like that, the other brand, cheapskater. I can't I hate to keep saying, talking bad about this guy. It's okay. It's just an example. Guy. It's just an example of an an, an opposite, uh, opposing side of things. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's not a negative or a positive. It just is what it is. You know, he's not, he doesn't care, but he doesn't even know that side of it. He doesn't know, like, the, that that's even a thing, like, to go out and, you know, like, I heard you talking about going out with generators with all your friends, you know, and you light stuff up, and, you know, that's something I did with my friends, like, I split a, a generator with, like, uh, with my buddy Devin, and, you know, we went out every night and filmed as much as we could and got whatever little footage we could, and, you know, I cherish those times, you know, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, those are like some of the best parts, uh, best times for sure. I yeah. think it takes skill to put a video together and to have promos and stuff like that too because everyone has to work together as a collective for a common goal. It's like not easy to film a video part and it's not easy to get someone to edit it and get the music and like get it out there. You guys have a promo out now? Uh, I haven't had anything. I need to get going on. I'm, I have one in my mind going right now. We're definitely working on something, but I don't have anything too recent. The last one I did was uh when i put my buddy on i think i sent you the part his name is matt guerrero oh he's yeah, like the latest watched... addition of the team dude it was really good you have yeah, good dudes at shred and then uh i got another kid he's a younger kid he's one of the hungriest kids i've ever met in my life and he has one of the 
best attitudes. You should interview him. He'd probably be so down. That's a, just, is he 16? He's 22. Uh, we might, know, have, but, might have to wait a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he's interesting, though. He's a character. He's, is he, he's, is he he's a, got a different is he, approach than <laughs> you've ever heard in your, your life, but... <laughs> He's just this crazy little Mexican kid that works hard and all he eats and breathes and lives skateboarding. That's all he does. He just made a whole video with his friends by himself. Oh, so, uh, so sick! Wait, did you send me that? I his, it's not out yet, so I don't have it yet. But oh, he, okay. he's got it done, but he hasn't like put it out yet. I guess. But that's awesome, man. Yeah, he's so motivated. It's crazy. Like I don't know. He's a funny little kid. He gets me hyped just because you know you you need that young energy when you get in your thirties. You know you want to. You need to be around young kids and. They want to go skate every day and just get tricks and just do whatever, you know. I think I think you should teach lesson lessons, man. That's that goes right back to it. You get like a genuine, fresh little energy dude who's just like really new to it, and it's like rejuvenates you. It does that for me. I know that's uncomfortable, that but that's a crucial thing, man. I really think that we need leaders out there that are teaching kids about the fun side of skateboarding and like just the joy of it because dude we're battling like street league and competition and being put in a box we really are whether you know it or not or any of us know it or not it's like if we the older dudes the the dudes that are creating stuff and doing stuff if we're not like teaching the young kids getting into it about the like just the sheer art side of skating like the fun the passion the love the perseverance all that stuff but not in like a con competitive way but more for themselves you know like a fun and they can compete with themselves but not like a team aspect but, like, really get them to fall in love with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If we don't do that, then it's just going to be a generation of little kids that just want to be in these massive contests to get, you know, energy soda sponsors. I mean, we kind of seen what happened with that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. Something I actually wanted to ask you about was, uh, what? well, just the whole idea of, I'm sure you do, like I do, get a ton of sponsor me videos all the time. And you probably watch every single one just like I do. I watch, I guarantee if you've sent me a sponsor me video and I know, I saw that it was, I mean, there may have been one or two that overlooked, but it was not on purpose. I watch every video that gets sent to me for sure, you know? Yeah, I do too. I'm with you. And a lot of times, like, and what do you do when you get them? Because sometimes I get them and I go, you know, that was cool, but honestly, I don't know what to do about it. Like, I'm a super small company, you know? Like, All right, here's my approach. Here's my approach. <clears throat> excuse me alright here's my approach if I get a tape I get a lot of tapes and I I forward them to my my homie Ramsey who's my team manager but I also watch him as well I watch him first and I always send them to him and uh but when I respond my response is this if it's a tape that the kid's pretty good or or he's a beginner or he's like you know I can't really put him on but like he's showing interest he's sending a tape he's trying to put together a part (laughs) awesome my and those kids are usually like they think getting sponsors pretty easy because they're so new to it. It's not that they're assholes. It's not that they want. It's just they're too excited and they don't know how to go about it. So my response to that, whenever someone's like, "Can I send you a sponsor me tape or can you sponsor me?" and blah blah blah, I just say you can send your footage to this email, and we'll give you feedback. Cause that doesn't mean I'm gonna sponsor you. That doesn't mean shit. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna be very truthful with you. And if I think that you need to keep working. But make sure you have fun. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, look, man, like, you're young. Like, I know you want to get sponsored. You're overexcited. But you got to put time and dedication in. You're going to keep getting better. Like, I write this out. You know what I mean? I'm like. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I've wanted to do that, but I've never had the. I always feel like, man, I don't want to ruin this kid's day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fuck, where's the razor blade? (laughs) Yeah. In Spectrum. No. Yeah. (laughs) That's part of the business, too, because you're like, man, I don't want him to be bummed and, like 
say, fuck that company. I didn't tell me I suck. You know what I mean? Because no matter what you say, if it's negative, they're depending on the kid, some kid will take it right. And he'll be like, okay, I do need to work. I just need to like, you know, if you give them actual pointers, like I always tell kids, watch a guy on my team. If you're, if you think you're near that good, then all right, send it. Yeah. But if not, like, you know, just maybe just wait a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I feel I like that you said that you watch them all because it's it's that's a pr- that's a crucial part of being a small brand because we're the ones that are gonna like pay attention. These kids are interested in skating. Some of them are crazy and they don't understand it and they don't know how to act. But like they're showing interest in skateboarding. Like I was crazy. I was a fucked up little kid. Like I don't know. I was a kook. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I had emotional issues. Like but people were kind to me and people explained things to me and I grew and I learned. It's like we don't all come into it fucking fresh and clean you know i think it's so important to like talk to these kids and share you know they look up to it they're hyped on the brand like whether they're kooky or not and i know little kids take advantage of people that speak to them online because they just don't have etiquette like i have kids speak very rudely and like they just don't know how to act you know they want for shit all this stuff you know but i think it's important to respond and show them like it just takes such you gotta be so careful with with your words it's hard to be thoughtful very thoughtful with your words it's time consuming it's like what a parent has to do you have to go okay this little kid might be a spoiled asshole and he just wants free shit i got a word to him that like look i'm a small brand i can't just give everyone free stuff and you have potential but you're being an asshole like how do you write that to a little kid you can't you can't use that language you have potential but you're being an asshole you know you want it now but you can't have it now you got to earn it it takes years there's dudes that have been doing this for a long time and you got to like you got to show respect you know um and then there's other kids that are good you know they're good they're good skateboarders they're on the level they're putting it in they have style style comes from experience experience takes fucking years like regardless i don't care if you're a little kid doing all the fucking craziest tricks you probably don't have style probably looks like no, it doesn't look good. It probably looks like a little kid style. It takes years to develop style. Style is appreciated because it's it's not easily earned. Anyways, so there's kids that you see and you're like, damn, this person's been doing it. They love it. They've been hanging on to skateboarding. They're, they might be in their 20s. They might be, you know, mid-20s. And you're like, they're probably working a job, but they're still finding time to create and try to push their skating. And, like, they're on the rabbit hole that I like to call it, that I've been on for a long time. And, uh... A lot of the times I'll ask if they have a shop sponsor. Because if you don't have a shop sponsor, it's like you should be supporting your skate community, right? You have a shop sponsor, you should be contributing. You could be teaching lessons. You could be bringing more people into the shop. You could be helping throw jams or contests or you could help working at the shop. Like a shop is like the center of all of it. You know what I mean? Like why would I sponsor a kid that's not involved in a community of people? It's like you have to bring worth. You have to bring value to a brand if you want to be sponsored. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, for sure. Some sort of value, like you, you got to look at it. I got a couple things I want to say about, about so, that, but yeah, yeah, no, that, that's all good. I mean, one thing I want to say, I mean, sponsorship's not for everybody. It's there's no way it can be. It's impossible. You know what I mean? Like the, and I that's the part that's the hard part for me to tell kids. But looking back, like I'm not gonna lie, of course I wanted to be sponsored when I was younger. You know, I pursued that for a long time. Hell yeah. I don't regret any minute of it, and I've. I'm the person I am today because I try to do it, and I'm not saying don't try, but I'm saying if it doesn't work out, there's a life afterwards, and you're fine. You can keep going, and you can keep skating as long as you. Hopefully, you're not hurt, and you know what I mean. Like that to me is something that I feel is a little lost. I think I I heard you talking about it on the one with Zared this morning. Was was uh, you're talking about how kind of before this you just went skating with your friends and 
sponsorship was like a bonus kind of. You know what I mean? Like that was just like something that happened eventually and then maybe to some people. Yeah. But like now it's like, I feel like it's like so expected from like every little kid that learns a tray flip right away because they'll learn in the first week now for some reason. You know, like it's just, I don't know. I feel like. You know, you know why that is? Sorry to cut you off. It's because. It's because people aren't stepping up and being leaders and teaching them about the joy of skateboarding. Kids that learn about the art and joy of skateboarding, they just want to do it because it's fun and an expression and it's like accepting and it's community. But when they're just watching Street League or whatever fucking big contest, do tour, you name it, not that it's a bad thing, like those things can be involved. But if that's the only thing that they're watching, the only side of skateboarding that they know, or the only other side is a bunch of kids at a skate park that are trying to get sponsored and they're dicks to all the little kids. Like, is, yeah. is there, they're not having fun. They're just skating to try to obtain something that, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I think it's so important to teach the lessons. That's why I think it's so important to do the skate jams because you create that community. And that and when you have a community, not everyone can be the sponsored skater, but people can be artists. People can be podcasters. People can. There's millions of ways to help skateboarding and to share the joy of skateboarding, you know? So... My dog's going crazy. My girl might, right. but 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 that it's that's kind of like what I'm talking about. Small brands and people becoming leaders is accepting that role and re- being aware of that, and then trying to facilitate that and let everybody in. That's why skateboarding is for everybody. Like I love when people um, Templeton Elliot, Elliot does a podcast. And like, oh yeah, I've heard it. Is that is that mostly skateboarding? Ex- exactly, man. And he's not like he's not a sponsored skater or anything, but he. He's expressing himself and sharing stories and getting other people involved and like he's helping skateboarding. Like I listened to it, I was like, this is so cool. He's helping people share their beauty of skateboarding and we're all connecting and like that's gonna sh- translate to kids and other people and we'll have a generation of kids that aren't lusting after some fucking fool's gold, but they'll actually be looking for a rewarding, happy life where they have friends that all do the same thing and express each other openly and are accepting. Like. Yeah, I mean, skateboarding is a funny thing. I mean, you, everything I have right now is probably because in I can relate it to skateboarding in some way. You know, like I met my wife through skateboarding. I have the job I have because my friend who I met skateboarding, his family owns the company I work for. You know, like it all relates somehow. You know, so it, it's definitely that sort of thing where there's people out there that it's funny. You, you meet them when you're young, but you become you spend so much time just out there meeting weird people on the street or just, you know, being little kids running around Hell yeah. become good friends with people that eventually are other do other things and they become important aspects of your life, you know? So Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm very grateful for skateboarding. I completely agree, man. But for whatever reason it's just like um I think the skateboarding teaches us, you know, it's not the other way around. It's like skateboarding is something simple, it's the four wheels, the wood, and then we decide to do shit with it. You know what I mean? It's like but there's a truth with the skateboard. It's like, it's going to humble you again and again. It's going to make you, if you really want to keep with it, it, you know, especially for our generation, it was like not accepted. So to hang on to skateboarding and be in your 30s is like, used to be pretty frowned upon. You know what I mean? Like, at least yeah, the, only, the only time I ever look at it and go, what am I doing is when I'm at the skate park and there's like 15 little scooter kids around me and they're all just <laughs> hearing the drivel coming out of their mouths. And I'm like, why am I? This is stupid. <laughs> that, that, no, I, of course, I don't stop. You know, that's about the only time I'm like, man, this is. There's a bunch of twelve-year-old kids on scooters next to me right now. This is horrible. <laughs> oh man, I lose I lose faith in humanity. And I'm sorry to be an asshole, but when I see like a grown, grown dude with facial hair on a scooter, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. <laughs> and I know I sound like a hypocrite because I'm talking about being accepting and all this stuff, but. 
I don't know, dude. That's only accepted in skateboarding, and everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, no, but I just know, I just know how hard how hard it is to ollie and to give up on the ollie and just jump on a scooter because you can lift it up. To yeah, is like I think it's taking the easy way out, and I think it's like that breaks my heart, you know. And then to get to thirty, get to have facial hair and doing scooters. <laughs> The other funny thing is I think the Ollie is what drew me to skateboarding. It was like the opposite effect. I was like, that's so hard. I have to learn how to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Dude. <laughs> I was like, you like I, saw that. I remember I saw this kid Ollie a manhole cover and I was probably 89 years before I even started. And I was just like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I had, And I didn't ever, I didn't even see one again for like seven years. I had no idea what it was. It was just like that thing where you jump and the board goes with you. I need to know what that is. <laughs> And now you have to make all the mistakes until you find the way that works for you. You gotta just fuck yeah. up a bunch of times. Like, just be a fuck up for for months until you find the way that works. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I got it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell those scooter kids, I'm, you know, just like anybody does. Like, you know, I heard one go, I want to try something new. I just go, why don't you try skateboarding, man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's pretty hard. Like, I tried to kickflip for like two weeks and I couldn't do it. And I'm like, two weeks? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it takes. You're like, I'm still trying it. Every fucking time I skate, I'm still trying this fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, just because you can jump on that thing and do a tail flip first try. Like, <laughs> it's true. Here, it's the easy way out. I really, feel, I truly believe that, and I think parents just put them on it because it's safe. They got a handlebar or whatever. But, but the whole thing is, I'm super nice to scooter kids. I don't let them take advantage of me, but I'll say hi to them all. I'll let them use my board. I communicate with them because I don't want them to feel like I just feel like they're pests. Because those kids might end up on a skateboard if they really want to, like, push and challenge themselves. If they, if they don't want to, like, another thing about scooters is that it comes to the point where you're going to be having, just like bikes, which I, I don't I don't mind bikes. I respect them. They're gnarly. I, I give bikes a little more credit, even though they, I, do don't like, I don't like that they destroy ledges. That always, you yeah, know, that's always, it is what it is. Yeah, that sucks when that happens. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, but, like, um, with the scooters, it's like, um... They're going to have to, like, what happens after the tail whip? A backflip? Then what do you got to do? A double backflip? It's like, do you want to have get your kicks by doing that all the fucking time? Like you the game in two weeks, man. What the hell? <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't nollie. You can't fucking do fakie. Like, that's so you can't do anything. You can't crook a grind. I don't even want to skate if I can't crook, you know? Yeah, that's a... F- <laughs> I'm just kidding. But... And bikes, too. Bikes gets to that extreme where I'm just like... I mean, I don't know. I have some bikers near me that they do some, like, street... They look like they're trying to do a skateboard trick sometimes, and I'm, like, always psyched on that. I'm like, oh, they're trying to, like... They're trying to, like, not have to kill themselves. They're trying to find, like, cool ways to do different shit, you know? So they jump yeah. fly box, and then you're like, I gotta do a 360, I gotta do a backflip, and now it's like, now I have to do a double flat backflip. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see, like, the scooter kid, and he's, like, kind of... I don't know what good really means, but, like, he, he looks pretty comfortable on a scooter, I guess. Yeah. You kind of want to just go, dude, you should just skate, man. Yeah. Like, put that thing away. Like, you, you obviously have some balance. Just skate. Like, what are you doing with that stupid little thing, you know? Hey, that leads right back to the skate lessons because the first thing I teach them is how to, how to find their center of balance on their front foot. So they have to stand on their front foot on the board. And Not hunched over holding handlebars, though? No handlebars. <laughs> on the skateboard. You have to just hold your balance on one foot on the skateboard. And it's so easy. It's just we skip that step. Like, people jump on a skateboard and, like, you're supposed to ride it. It's like, no, you have to find your center of balance on the thing first. And then you can fucking ride it. Like, it takes practice. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know um, how to do it. Let me, uh, let me go through this little list right here. I want to make sure I covered everything I wanted to ask you about. We talked about... 
We talked about Sid. That's awesome that he's pro for Santa Cruz. My homie Andrew Cannon, you should listen to that podcast if you have some time. He he actually is a brand manager for yeah. them, for um, OJ Wheels and Santa Cruz and I think... Uh, the whole deal, I think, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. I do too. I do, <laughs> do so you listen many. to them? Uh, I do. I listen to every one because uh, the way I like to do it is... Um, I, I, it's funny because I didn't listen to him for a long time because I was embarrassed. I didn't want to listen to the podcast because I hate my fucking voice. Yeah, I don't know if I can listen to my myself talk for an hour, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. But now I, now I listen to everyone, and the way I justify it is because I really want to promote their episode. I really want to do a great job and promote these people. So I listen to it at, while I'm at work. And I listen to it, and I really, like, rehear it again, so I'm in the moment again, so then I can set up the post that I'm going to do on my social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, my website, whatever. And I can ha- I pick moments from the- our talk, and I, I kind of promote it that way, you know? So I listen to it, the night, it's going, like, I'm putting, I'm putting one up tonight, and then tomorrow at work, I'll listen to it, and then the week, I'll just promote it for a few days, just like I did with Ryan Gallant, you know? Yeah. And, um... So that's I think that's a good way to do it. So I'd have to go. I'm gonna go back and listen to Andrews again though. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> so we talked about Sid Melvin. That's awesome. Very cool. His skating ribs. Let him know I said that he shreds. Um, I come on the show. He's yeah. 31. He might be all right. That would be cool, man. He has some He's got a pretty interesting life. I don't know how open he'll be. That's the only thing I'd be worried about. Yeah, that's another thing. A lot of people are kind of, they don't want to share everything. And I respect that and all, but I, I don't know. I just feel it's our duty as, like, people that have been through shit to talk. I think people got to be it. I got one for you. I don't know if he'll do it, but I'll ask him, and it'd be a great story. Is that Evan Stallion? Do you remember who that is? I Broken do. Mystery? I do. That's my, that's my good buddy, and his story is definitely worth hearing. Dude, tell him, tell him that I'm open-minded, and I wouldn't judge at all. I, and I'll debate and talk everything out in in a very awesome manner i would love to hear it man and you could just have him listen to some of my podcasts i'm very honest about how i grew up what i've been through how i've grown like that i make mistakes like i like i like transparency that's a big thing i think especially with where we're all connected yeah it's very honest to be transparent i think that's an important thing because that could be our currency you know what i'm saying yeah for sure if it like you know you want that dude that has like um humility and that dude that's kind or that has empathy you want or woman or person or whatever you want them to succeed because you know they earn those qualities you know so those are the people you want to root for so that's that's currency especially if we're all communicating doing podcasts sharing photos sharing narratives and stories and our lives you know it's like the more honest you are the more people connect and and want to cheer you yeah sure your narrative your narrative your story you tell you know it's like beautiful thing um social media technology we handled that the skate scene we handled that bakersfield sick your job i wrote down garbage man i thought that was <laughs> it's funny it's funny because uh do you feel like that's like um like a embarrassing job to say you have uh you know i, I feel pretty good about it i think it's kind of funny really just that i never ever thought that's where i'd end up in my life like it just the shop i was working for closed down and it was like the second shop I'd work for, and I just had it. I'm like, man, I need something stable. I got a mortgage. I got to pay. I got credit card debt. You know, like, I need something. And Real my good buddy, like I said, med skateboarding, you know, of course, he's like, look, just come work for a year. You know, it's a real job. It'll be a different life. And I was a little scared at first just because, you know, shop job, you get to work and skate as much as you want pretty much. And, you know, now I work 46, 50 hours a week, but I skate more than I think I was skating before. So, 
we were, yeah. you were talking about that earlier, and I I wanted to um speak about that too. I I, I work eight thirty to five Monday through Friday, but I'm skating more than I ever have, and I'm skating better than I ever have. I think yeah. I think because of the lessons, but also because like you were saying, it's like it's almost like being in school and watching the clock. Yeah. You're like fuck. You really want to do it because you can't do it, and you have to do this other thing. So you're like. I'm gonna go and skate till I can't fucking walk. Like till I can't walk. It gives you that desperation, you know. It's like you gotta make the most of For it. For sure. Moment. I mean, I go in at like I have to be there by 5:30, and then I usually work till 3:30. Get off, drive to the skate park, and I'll sit there for like 20 minutes and just be like, man, I don't even know if I got this right now. Yeah. yeah. But then once once you start doing it, you get the blood flowing a little bit. You know, you're like, okay, things are working. I'm actually skating mediumly okay today. Like, you know, get something going, and then. The weekend, that's when it's really on because you can finally get a good sleep and catch up. And, you know, that's when you skate some different spots and just a skate park or something. Yeah, but, absolutely. And that that's – I think that's part of maturing and growing is just having appreciation for, like, what you're doing, you know, instead of taking it yeah. for granted. Like, when I was little, I took shit for granted, even when I was sponsored. Like, when I lived in Long Beach, it felt like I was in Groundhog's Day because I'd wake up every day and it'd be 70 degrees, 70 degrees in the same day. No clouds. I don't have to worry about shit. I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. It'll be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really easy to let that happen to you. And I think that's the that's something I actually wanted to talk about earlier when you were talking about uh, skateboarding and uh, taking it seriously. And I can't remember exactly what you're saying, but what I want to say was, you know, just from I, I obviously never went pro or anything. I never made it to the level of a lot of people. But the friends that I've had that do it, you know, like they do it and they have to treat it as a job. Like it's a real life, you know. Like you have to kind of say like this is the thing that you have to do to make it work if you want to do it for any length of time rather than, you know, being in there for two years and then you're gone, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's something that's kind of overlooked. I mean, that's just from an outsider's perspective, obviously, you know? But to me, I feel like that's, for any kid going into it, they should probably consider it as a lifetime job and more just be like, hey, I, you know, people don't want to be told they need footage, you know? Like, people don't want to be told they have to, like, do things because they're skateboarders you don't want to be told you have to do things but in a certain way like these are businesses that you are it's like what you're saying like what are you giving the business like you have to give these things back to people otherwise what's why are they sponsoring you yeah like, yeah and, and you're absolutely right dude i have to have this conversation with my riders all the time i explain to them i'm like i'm like if we all want this to grow and we want to keep doing cool stuff like putting out videos putting people's art on skateboard going on trips to California, throwing contests. Like, I throw my I throw a contest called New England Am. We had over 300 kids enter. Like, all the money I made from my skateboard company went into that, you know? And I got to have Donnie Barley, Brandon Westgate, Zare Bassett, Nick Dompier. Those were the judges. So all these kids got to skate in front of dudes that have lived it, done it, and, like, are still living on the East Coast. And, like, um, but to be able to do this shit, it takes money. And that means we have to be able to get out the heart behind the brand, and we have to keep creating and that, and that takes, takes um, everyone on the same page. Like, I have to explain to my dudes, I'm like, I know you guys don't want to share. I know, like, not that they don't, not that they don't want to share, but they just want to live their life. They don't want to have to feel like they're advertising or that they're, like, promoting. Yeah. But my whole thing is, I'm like, if you like something and you love it, you have to share it. Because if you don't do that, it's not helping. Like, we all love skateboarding. Let's share it. People get psyched on that, and that spreads, and then they want to support it. And I'm like... If you want, you can be selfish and not share. And I know social media sucks because it does feel like a job sometimes. And I think it only feels like a job if you're not. You just got to do it for genuine reasons and you got to share everything you're into. And I tell my dudes all the time, I'm like, you can share anything, dude, music, whatever. Just make posts and like, just express yourself. 
especially if you want to be a pro one day. Yeah, seriously, if you're doing that, you really got to put yourself out there. If you want to be involved in something, there's a community involved, there's an industry involved, you just got to put yourself out there. You got to you got to share the stuff you love, and you got to share it and express yourself. And it's, especially when we're all connected, it's like the more you're genuine and the better qualities you have, it's going to shine. You know, because exactly. not everyone has that. It takes skills. You have to earn that shit through experience and years and like humbling yourself. It's just like skating. You know what I mean? So we got to share that shit. Whether you're a shop owner, whether you're a fucking up and coming skateboarder, whether you're a brand owner, whether you're, if we don't do that, then people are going to take their marketing dollars from their fucking going to going extreme fucking umbrella company. And then they're going to be like, let's do skateboards. And then they're going to take their marketing dollars and they're going to portray skateboarding to a massive audience of kids that don't know anything about skating. And they're going to teach kids that they need to get a gold medal and that they need to stay in a fucking box and they need to have a judging system. Because we've already seen it. This is why I'm so passionate and angry. When it, not angry, but uh, fine, yeah. frustrated because I want everyone to have a podcast. I want people that are exciting people that have done awesome shit that have avoided normal. Like I didn't want to be have a job. I didn't have a job till I was like – like I had jobs when I was younger. And then I went was skating for a long time and I was learning shit and growing. I didn't get a job till like a couple years ago. You know what I mean? I got a job. and started working on a job. But I escaped the normal box, the normal nine to five for so long and I have a different perspective for things. And skateboarders are just outside-the-box thinkers. They don't think like everybody. You know what I mean? Like skateboarding forces you to look at the world in a different way. So it's like we need to share shit because we're not just like the whole mass of people that just follow TVs, magazines, whatever people tell them. Like get caught up in the normal flow of life. It's like that's why artists and filmers just create. Create experiences of life. Yeah. Have you listened to those uh, Ronnie Mullen TED Talks? I have, I have. It's been a while, but uh, yeah. yeah, that falling down one, that one's amazing. That's like what you're going back to what you're saying. You know, like you learn a lot from like getting back up, and you know, I, you have those experiences in real life. Like I don't know, it's funny. Like I had to get my uh, Class B license to drive that truck, and Sick. it's just such a pain in the ass. It sucks so bad. I've never done it. I can only imagine. Dude, you, well, you have to like learn every single part of the truck and walk around the truck with the instructor, and then go over all this stuff in the truck. And if you make like I failed three times, and then finally, or no, I failed twice and got on the third one. Yeah. Like, I fail, you fail over little stuff. Like I said, uh, 20 to 45 PSI, and it's 20 to 40 PSI, and I failed just because of that. Like, just that little thing I said wrong. The tire so, pressure? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's uh, the air pressure for the brakes and uh, just to work all the stuff. But anyway, so what I'm getting at is that my mom called me, and she's like, well, I'm really glad you didn't give up. Like, that's cool you got that experience. And I was like, Mom, I didn't get that experience from this. Like, I got that from skateboarding. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got that from trying to trick for 10 hours and then finally making it, not even sure if I even remember doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That goes right back to what we were saying about how skateboarding will humble you. You fucking, you, It's not easy. If you want to jump on a scooter, you can. But if you want to learn it all, you can't, you can't give up. You got to fucking stick it out and, like, Go through hell, like little yeah. mini battles, and then it gets easier and easier, and then you start having fun, and then it just you, it all comes together. You build a foundation. When you teach lessons, which I hope you do someday. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. If, I don't know if you'll be able to talk me into that one or not. But okay. <laughs> well, this is like what I, why I think teaching lessons are so valuable because like, I get a refresh, and I know why I do it now, and I understand like what 
what you need. Like I, I basically tell these kids what I wish someone told me as a little kid, you know, like here, take your time, be patient. Like it's going to be hard, but we'll get through it. Like things that you need as a little kid and a lot of us don't have it. And it's cool to have a mentor or, or someone older that you look up to that is not too cool to hang out. And like, I talk to all the little kids, like they're my, like adults. Like I don't, I don't swear. And I choose to like tone. That's the hardest thing to do. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, sometimes a shit will come out or something, but like, I'm not, I don't talk like a sailor to these kids. I tone it back, you know, like I, I'm conscious not to be an asshole and be rude and say rude stuff but i do i talk to them like like i talk to any like we're doing a podcast you know like and a lot of these kids are really intelligent i don't make fun of 16 year olds and stuff but a lot of kids a lot of kids are really they're really intelligent and they just want someone to be real with them you know and they might not have experience but they want people they want someone who's like willing to like that that's willing to be like i know you're just a little dude but you your essence is you. You know what I mean? Like you're you and you're going to go through a lot of stuff. You're going to learn and grow and you're going to become a human. It, I'm not going to treat you like some little midget thing that I don't know and I don't want to share. Like I talk to them like when they – like, you know, I hit my shit today. Dang, I have to go to work. Dang. Like do you work? No. I'm like, well, you're going to have to work. You know what I mean? Like check it out. You'll learn this from it. Like kids are really – at a young age, they're really open to ideas. And they're, and if you're genuine, they're very fucking cool. I think for me, I like to wait till, uh Maybe just a, it's like almost it's not skate lessons, but just wait a little longer. You know, I like to wait until the kids are. I think we already said it a little bit, but till they're really into it. You know, yeah. Like yeah. when you see a kid that's into it, that's that's cool, and I always appreciate that. And then any kid you see that like obviously is going to the park every day and like really wants to learn about skateboarding and is so psyched when he lands a new trick, he just walks up and tells you know that's great. And like I love to hang out with those little kids and just go, hey, oh you're trying that? That's pretty similar to this trick. You should try that. You know, like just like. You know, and you try and help them like move on a little past, you know, where they're already at. Just tell them, hey, yeah, that was pretty good. But I don't, I never, you know, I would tell them try something else, and I hope they don't think that I thought that was not good enough or something. But you know, but you know what I mean? Like just say, hey, yeah, you know, keep just, going, keep learning stuff. Just you communicating with them and taking the time to say what's up, because I've been to so many places where people are just like they're so they're so into what they're doing, and they're just like they don't even acknowledge like little dudes you know and i think you guys just got to open the door to everyone because if you don't it just becomes too clicky clicky and then it's just weird you know like so yeah that's i mean that's gonna happen no matter what you're dealing with a bunch of teenagers no matter what you, you know what i mean i'm well, sure you know it. <laughs> i agree but like i said someone like for me is my role because i've been pro and like people know it and they all know it so like to me i feel like i have to be the the bottom line truth like whatever that is like not that i'm right but just like i have to be as honest to myself and I have to communicate to these people because I, I, it's so important. Now, all these kids, I watch them growing up. I've done skate lessons for a long time, and it's like some of these kids grow up, and I just got to, like, talk them, talk to them about life and stuff, and it's awesome. They, like, listen to me, and I learn from them. And remember, it's good stuff. I'm in a little bit of a different predicament because I've been pro, and I'm, like, I put myself yeah. out there, you know. But I still think as a, as a small brand, it's rad to build the community, and if you get those little kids made – they're going to thank you so much for, like, teaching them about skateboarding. World. Like, especially if you just make a flyer because then they'll be to you. Oh, I saw there's lessons. I want to learn. That's, like, a beautiful spot to start. Like, you want to learn? Sick. I love to teach how to come to your center of balance. Yeah. And then you have kids rolling around you, and they're just like, yeah, teach me more, teach me more. And then eventually they hang out together, and then they go off, and you're like, damn, they left me in the dust. I'm skating the mini by myself. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite thing to skate? Ledges, probably. Hell yeah. The ledges, I don't know. You got unlimited possibilities, I always feel. Well, to your ability, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of do everything. 
I wanted to I wanted to kind of end this podcast with your top three favorite skaters, just just to see if you have a top three and if you do what. what <laughs> I never really have anything nailed down, and ah uh, man, it's always tough to say because you you know you always want to throw your friends on there. You know what I mean? Like just people you skate with because that's who you get psyched on. How, I guess for me, let's have a balance. Let's have someone you skate with, maybe someone that you watch video parts that really sit with you. Like one, you got three options here. I'm sure okay. more than three, but let's just... Let's well, I would go back to Dennis Buzanit's part, so yes. I'll leave that one out there. Yes. Um, Artesari always, for some reason, it can't ever get enough. Man, you're going to make me just say all people I don't know, but that's all right. <laughs> I go on and on, man. Like, I don't know. I don't, it's just like an ever-rotating list of people. Like, you know, you go back and forth. Like, there's always going to be those dudes that you go back to. Like, Arto, for me, I can go back and watch those old parts and just... Like, I was watching French Fred Files right before you called me. See. You know, like, I man, I was sick just, like, watching him try, like, to switch back to that flip at the Beverly Hills Rail. I was like, man, he just looks cool rolling, like, in between the middle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I'm a huge fan of uh, Ardo, for sure. Minik Mahdi was one of my favorite videos for years and years and years. <laughs> I met him once, and so, like, it was so funny. Like, or not funny, I just felt so stupid. Like, uh, I went down, t- down south to sit or something, and I think we went to the Vulcan Park. And I met him once there, and I'm sure he didn't remember. And then he came to our DIY, and I was like, did just this typical fan out thing where I was like, oh, hey, man, I met you, like, five years ago. I, was like, oh, yeah, I don't really remember, but it's cool. I'm just like, man, I feel stupid. <laughs> it, like, sometimes it's funny when you get to a certain age and you still have, like, those experiences. Like, the same thing I think I did with Jeff Raleigh. I uh, was at Sid was real good friends with Alex Mall, and he actually did a guest model, or guest model for me. So thank you very much, Alex, if you ever hear this. You're a great dude. And, Anyway, so I was sitting in his house, and uh, Jeff Raleigh just showed up and just walked out to me. He's like, what's up, man? I'm Jeff. And I'm just like, oh, that's, yeah, what's up? <laughs> you know, like, Robert, like, I don't know what to do. He did, thank you for being a great skateboarder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude, I've had so many moments like that, and I'm supposed to be a pro skateboarder, but I feel like I'm just watching. I'm just like, uh, like so many times, same way. I'm just like, like, look, one thing I can remember was Eric Costin at Tampa. I was like, Eric, I'm Anthony. He's like, I know who you are. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that blew my mind because I was like, how the fuck? And I've been in magazines and stuff, but I, I never thought that, like, you know, Costin's like a god. I never thought, like, he would open a magazine. Like, I don't even consider myself, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, that blew my mind for so long, dude. But I have really nervous moments like that, too, when I met. <laughs> dude, it's like, funny how that works, yeah. It is weird because, I mean, I don't know. I grew up with, like, uh, Sid and then Devin Calloway was just, you know, local legend around so here. So good, so good. Yeah, he's one of my – Me, we grew up, me, Sid, and Devin are all at the same age, so we were kind of always in the same crew when we were a little younger. And I spent a lot of time with him, and I would definitely say he's on my top list or whatever. He is probably one of the best skateboarders I've ever seen in my life, just naturally talented. Just Yeah. I would hope that – he's. I know he's – I don't know I don't know if I'm allowed to say what he's doing right now. So that, he's skating, though. I know that for sure, and I hope that he does make a comeback and that – he can just bring back that what he is to the world. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, he had like an effortlessness to his skating that was like really his style is very very relaxed and very nice. I really like the way that dude shreds. I, yeah. I hope at the very least he's filming a little bit, even if it's 15 seconds on Instagram. I'll be hyped. Yeah, he's, got, I, he's I think he's going through a weird time. You know, I mean, you get to a certain age, and I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth or something. But I know I went through an area, you know, where you kind of like. You get to a certain age, and you go, for me anyway, skateboarding wasn't working out, and you start just slacking off, like I said, doing a bunch of 5.0s, and I think he did the, not that way, but 
I know he got basically like I don't think he really ever got hurt when he was younger. He's so good he just landed everything. Yeah. yeah. And then it got to a certain point he rolled his ankle really bad and I think it was a hard time coming back from that confidence, you know. Yeah. He lose I, a lot. And I think it was a really bad ankle roll and it kind of set him back mentally, which is you know, one of the hardest things to recover from, you know. Just skateboarding is a hundred percent, ninety percent mental, really for me anyway. Yeah. And I think that uh, he's finally on a good. I, you know, I really hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I think that's what's going on, and I think if he can get past those mental blocks, you know. Yeah, my brother, my brother rolled his ankles really bad, and that was like a real struggle to like. He broke it and had surgery on it, and it was a real battle. Like we're, we can't. I mean, I'm not joking. Right? I I have no ACL in my left knee. I haven't had it since I was 16. I I I got sponsored, turned am and pro with no ACL. I still. I just never got it. Like when I turned so crazy. <laughs> when I turned pro for World Industries, I uh, got health insurance finally, and uh, I went to the doctors and like, yeah, you don't have an ACL. I was like, I fucking thought something was up. Like, <laughs> it's been it's been getting hurt off and on for so long, you know. And then I finally had him. Like, I had a surgery, but they didn't fix the ACL. They just did the meniscus, and after that, it felt amazing. And I did a bunch of uh, physical therapy and like. I don't know. They were like, you built your muscles up so strong. It's just holding your knee like proper. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But uh, can they put one back in, or is it just? No, I don't have one. That's crazy. I don't. I mean, my meniscus is like going away, so I have like, you know, it's it's painful. I have arthritis and shit. Like, but I mean, whatever. I I smoke a little weed. It helps me get loose. (laughs) You know, I mean, I always think that. I always think about that. You know, like, what is the limitations? You know, like you can only go for so long but it, 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 skateboarding is such a new sport that we don't even really know how long you can do it yeah and you know? the cool thing the cool thing about skateboarding too is like it's like it, it's um it's physically demanding but there's so many different ways to skate it's so many different yep. styles so you can skate ledges tranny you can you know what i mean annual tricks you can skate rails you can mix it up you don't have to like 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 i know that's the thing like when people get sponsored they're like they skate the big rails that's a young man's game right <laughs> exactly but like i feel like i still have relevance in skateboarding because as i get older i'm getting better style and i'm learning new tricks and i'm like i'm doing tricks yeah. i never thought i could do like i'm still dreaming and and, and trying you know like or like look at that jim greco part where like obviously he he invented the word hammer and then you know like now he does like a bunch of dark lines <laughs> he learned all that in his mid-30s like that's so rad, you know? That means like, I'm still excited. out a lot of stuff like that. Just, it's funny now, I, I find, I used to be so critical when I was younger, as I'm sure a lot of us are, you know? Yep, yeah. And then, you know, you get to a certain point where you, now I watch stuff with a different mindset. Like, you watch something, an older dude, and you're like, I'm just psyched, because that gives me hope, because he's like 10 years older than me, and he's still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I get psyched off of that. And I really think I really think that the older you get, the more you're the more you understand yourself, which helps your style. Because the more you have confidence, and the more you have things going on in your life, and the more you've expressed yourself, the more you're kind of settled and you know yourself. So you know your limits, and you start to know how your body moves. And it's just like I think some of my favorite skaters have forever have always been older dudes. Like I always looked up to like like Brian Anderson, Aaron Susky, Steve Nesser, like the dudes that were a little bit older and I always right. like big skaters too for some reason. I don't know, I like dudes that are really big and burly. You're a little taller, aren't you? What's that? You're, you're a little taller. You look taller on film, right? Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I, was, I was watching a video today, I was like, it looks, I, I thought you looked a little tall, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like 5'11", maybe. maybe. Okay, that's about where I'm at. 
Oh, okay, yeah. So, now I wish I was tall. I always wanted to be, like, six, at least, or six, two. Like, I like Reynolds, Nesser, Susky. They're all big dudes, like, tall. Like, I don't know, that's... <laughs> but it's because they have good style. They're kind of, like, slowed down in their movement, and they're older, so they're more secure, and, like, their skating reflects that, and they have style and personality and flavor, whereas, like, you look at videos nowadays, man, just, there's a lot, not to knock it, but there's a lot, like, it just doesn't, it takes years to earn that, is what I'm saying. Oh, I, I know, exactly. I mean, this, that's a whole other podcast that we could just go on about that for, like, another hour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess, Andy, how we usually end it, because I'm going to go make my girl some food. I think she just got home, and I got to eat. Um, okay. How I usually end it is, like, if people wanted to reach out to you or just check out whatever you're creating or doing, like, do you have any yeah. social media plugs or a website or... Yeah, we uh, Instagram is uh, Inspectrum Skateboard Co. Um, Facebook, I think, is just Inspectrum Skateboards. Website is uh, InspectrumSkateboards.com. I think that's it. I have a Twitter, but I just started that, and I'm not that good at it, so I don't remember. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's like Inspectrum Skate. I'd have to look at it. Yeah. But they, you have, do you have a website set up? Yeah, it's just InspectrumSkateboards.com. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. It's awesome because, like, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, we don't even know each other, but, like, I feel like I know you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been great. I'm glad it, I was a little anxious at first. It's, I was like, what did I get myself into, you know? But, yeah, it's been great, yeah. <laughs> dude, you're a cool dude, and really keep killing it with the brand, man. I, I love, I love it, man. Uh, it's just awesome. Keep, keep doing awesome stuff with it, man. And, and think about those lessons. I know I'm preaching about it. I know I'm yeah. preaching about it, but... I can't help it. <laughs> that's all good, man. I mean, you're following your passion. There you go. That's all you got to do. <laughs> cool, Andy. Thank you, man. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it, man. And it's been great. No worries. So, Later, brother. Later on. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time.